You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. This morning on the third hour of today, Time's Person of the Year revealed Taylor Swift's dominance on stage, screen, and beyond, now entering a new era. Then later, our holiday nutrition checklist, how to have fun without overindulging, and the one thing you should do before any holiday party. Plus, Ethan Hawke live in Studio 1A, telling us about his intense new movie with an A-list cast. Today, Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. Gang's all here. We got Chanel. We got Greg. Good morning, everybody. On a hump Hump day. Mike, Mike, Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hump day. Yeah. And it is a big one because this morning we got to exclusively reveal Time's Person of the Year. Yes, we did. In case you missed it, this year's choice is a person who transcended music and entertainment. Taylor Swift, Times Editor-in-Chief, was here earlier and mm. said that they went with someone who is spreading light Big to the up. world. I mean, she really is a global superstar. We kind of thought she would be the Time Person mm-hmm. of the Year. Her Eras Tour is on track to be the highest-grossing international tour of all time. She also brought it to theaters and that trailblazing deal. And, of course, her relationship with NFL star Travis Kelsey exposed her to just a whole new audience. She's been everywhere this year. Time interviewed Taylor for this issue, her first interview in Four years. Wow. First interview, period. period? Ever. Uh, yeah, to any period. journalist. Wow. Yeah. For, I mean, she, I guess she, she, really, she, it was she didn't really need she to. Doesn't need the middle yeah, <laughs> and it was on her terms. Wow. Now it was time for her to talk. She told the magazine that she feels like this year has been the breakthrough moment of her career. They have three covers. They're available for purchase um, on time.com right now, and they will be on newsstands December 15th. It's amazing. Be selling out very quickly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Very wow. Well, congratulations. She's worked her butt off. Yeah, you she, can't I mean, argue against anyone yeah. being more influential over the past yeah. year, for real. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. That's all right. All right. Speaking of somebody who was so influential, yes. uh, this morning we received some sad news. Passing of a television legend, mm-hmm. legend, activist and icon, Norman Lear, has died at 101 years old. Mm-hmm. Over that 75-year career, he created some of the most groundbreaking and iconic TV series of all time that openly dealt with issues like race. And we're talking all about All in the Family, yeah. The Jeffersons, Good Times, Maud, just to name a few. And I got the honor of sitting down with Norman Lear over a pastrami sandwich several years ago at the Carnegie Deli. And I asked him about his legacy. Do you think about your legacy? You know, I'm forced to think about it because people are asking me. I would say he mattered but only if I could help people understand that's true of all of us. Every day is another production. Yeah. Every day yes. is another production. That's right. Got the mm. National Medal of Arts from President Clinton in 1999, two-time Peabody Award winner, Kennedy Center honoree in 2017, and such a great uh, uh, self-deprecating sense of humor. When I uh, when I was interviewing him and his wife was just to the side, and he said, honey, tell him what it's like to have sex with that nonagenarian, how great it is. And she says, that once a year is fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Oh, 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 he set it up. She kicked it to He's just, you know, what a, what a great life and what a great legacy. I was just about to say, and, and the work he leaves behind, you think about shows like The Jeffersons. Yeah. And I mean, all those shows that, to me, still hold. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Although you know, I, I have wondered sometimes whether some of those shows would get on the air these I don't, days. I don't think they, they would. If you remember, uh, uh, they did it live. They did a couple of those, oh, that's right. All in the Family live. Couple, and, and they were controversial then, controversial now. I think yeah. they, well, so I think that part of it is still controversial, but I think, you know, he went for it. And yes. I think yeah. it was it was necessary at the time. At a hey, time yeah. when he could. Exactly. Using you to, to address real Yes, yes, yes. I right. will be missed. Well, turning now to a really fascinating new study just released this morning about relationships and our health. Researchers at the Journal of the American Heart Association studied heterosexual couples in four different countries, the United States, England, China, and India. Here's what they found. They found that many of these couples tend to share the same blood pressure. Start making your own conclusions there. NBC's medical contributor, Dr. Tara Narula, joins us now uh, to break down what the study found. Good morning to you. Good morning. It kind of feels like it makes sense in some ways. I mean, people joke that, you know, your spouse can raise your blood pressure, Um, but it's- Or lower it. Or lower it, I guess, for better or worse. Is it just because you're in the same- I don't know, the same energy in the house, same food, like what's going on? I think it's a great question and you may want to go home tonight and ask your partners what their blood pressure is. Yes, this study actually showed that about 20 to 47% of these couples worldwide shared high blood pressure in the countries that they looked at. These were couples who were in their 60s or 70s, have been partnered for on average about 30 years, heterosexual couples. Um, And the question really is why? And I think, you know, we don't know necessarily, but we can hypothesize that it has to do with lifestyle factors. So Mm -hmm. we know that lifestyle is important to blood pressure. In fact, when I talk to my patients, a lot of it is about what are you doing in terms of exercise and watching your salt intake and limiting alcohol mm-hmm. and making sure that you're managing stress. And so if you're living with someone and you're sharing a lot of these routines, it can either be for the better or potentially for the mm-hmm. worse. Um, but it really opens up the door to thinking about how we might approach couples and, and really maybe having both of them come in at, for a visit at the same time. I actually have several couples oh, who come uh, together, uh, um, telling them, take your blood pressure together at home, yeah. go for a walk, yeah, cook together. Them the same way, exactly. So they can I mean, if the if we went up together, right, can go down together, and you improve the health of the whole household. That's really interesting. Yeah, so it's an interesting concept. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Dr. Nerula, for folks who are not familiar with the numbers, what exactly is the are the best numbers for blood pressure? I know it changed recently. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. So in this study, they actually used a cutoff of greater than 140 over 90. But here in this country, we really talk about anything that's greater than 130 for the top number or 80 for the bottom number. And it is important to know your numbers. I actually had a friend this weekend just say to me, well, I've been told my blood pressure is fine over the years. And I said, well, what is? what have they said? And they said, she said, well, it's blood 134 over 85. And I said, you know, it's not fine. And unfortunately, a lot of people get told that that's okay. And in our cardiology world, it's not. So a normal blood pressure is really 120 over 80 or less. So how did it get to 130? Like, what's that? So 120 to 130 is actually elevated. Once you cross that 130 threshold for the top or the 80 for the bottom, you have high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is important to start getting screened in your 20s yearly Mm -hmm. um, and really pay attention and know your family history because a lot Mm -hmm. of times it can be, you know, passed on. uh, And so it's important to understand that as well. I was just wondering, I mean, they were looking kind of at a negative and you you kind of... uh, alluded to this, is there, are they going to look at whether couples who 
are doing well, who have lower blood pressure, you know, they can affect each other with lower blood pressure? Well, I would hope they would look at that. And I think that's a great question. They did not look at that in this study, but that is definitely the goal, right? Is how can you again improve this for both the husband and the wife? We know that hypertension affects over half of American adults, Mm. about a hundred million Americans. And many times it's silent, Al. So you don't know you have it because you don't have symptoms, but it's damaging the blood vessels everywhere. And it can lead to heart failure, heart attack, stroke, kidney failure, blindness, sexual dysfunction, all the things, um, really bad things. We're out of time, but if there was one thing, since we're all listening and you have our attention, (laughs) people watching this morning, one thing we should do as a cardiologist, what would you say? Know your blood pressure, get it checked, write it down, and make sure you bring it up with your doctor. Is this number okay? Know your number. Thank you, Dr. Thank you. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of health, coming up in today's checklist, we're going to talk about holiday nutrition Mm -hmm. and how to stay on track during this busy party season. Then later, we're going to take a dramatic turn. Mm -hmm. Live in Studio 1A, talking about his intense new movie, working with his daughter, and a whole lot more. Third hour today, I'll be right back. To the holiday edition of today's checklist, with lots of gatherings coming up. We're surrounded by food and sweets and alcohol. So this morning, we are learning how we can maintain healthy habits and stay mindful of our nutrition. Registered dietitian and co-founder of Kulina Health, Vanessa Rosetto, is here to help us out this morning. Good morning. Happy holidays. Yeah, you too. So first things first, we have all the invites coming in and you say... It's okay to not do everything. Yeah, you can say no. Like, <laughs> yes. you just, you literally just don't have to yes. go. So if you got invited to seven parties this week and maybe wait loss or maintenance is your goal, you might mm-hmm. not want to say yes to every single one of them. It's very freeing. Everyone should try it. I would, that's Al's <laughs> motto. Always start with no. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to uh, uh, one of the couple of holidays we cho- parties we chose to go to. You say eating beforehand yes. helps. Everyone does this. They want to, like, save up their calories. And what happens is you get to the party and you cannot keep yourself in control and then you just eat whatever is in front of you. So the way to mitigate that is you want to have protein, fat, and some fiber. That's going to help slow down digestion, keep you full, and it's going to keep you focused on what your goals are. So you say this is a good snack to have before a party. A hundred percent. So non-fat Greek yogurt is about 19 grams of protein. It's pretty high serving of protein. If you think four ounces of chicken is 31 grams. So that's going to really do the trick. Mm -hmm. And then you have you know, a cup of raspberries is eight grams of fiber, pretty low in calories. And then also 15 grams, 15 almonds is okay. is a good serving of yeah. fat and also like low calories. So that all together is going to help okay. to meet that little. That's perfect. That then you're not going to the party and like. That's right. That's okay. right. How do you eat at a party? <laughs> That's how I was like, <laughs> every time they walk like by, would you like to try this? You're like, yes, yeah. please. Yeah. But, but because you've had this, you're going to say no, thank you. <laughs> so Vanessa, when we do get to the party and the food is so tempting, it looks so delicious. How should we portion out our plates? Yeah, so everyone is pretty forward on vegetables these days. So we want to have half the plate having veggies. That is going to, again, slow down digestion, help keep you full. And the rest of the plate is going to have protein. And then if you'd like a starch. Okay, so half veggies. Half veggies. And there's there's our protein. That's a fun little animation. Six to eight ounces, yeah. (laughs) But six to eight ounces, that is sort of recommended, you know, for someone maybe your size. So a good rule of thumb is let's look at the palm of my hand minus my fingers. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be an appropriate serving of protein. Oh, that's, I've never heard yeah, that. Yeah, so that's three Very ounces. Different than the ribeye so, I that's three <laughs> ounces. So for Craig, he's going to need six to eight. So he's going to have two palms of his hands minus two the palms. fingers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what do we have here? Seltzer okay. is the savior. 
And why? Why? Because everyone goes to the parties and oh, over. Oh, that's oh. for me. It's oh, for wait, bring that little pedal up. I'm I'm because I thought I was supposed to talk about alcohol. Yeah, we're talking about alcohol. Well, because here's the thing. Listen, there are people who have chosen to go dry, and I think if you go in with the intention to not drink, it's a little easier. Yeah. But if you go in without a, that intention and you just want to have a good time, that's where it starts to kind of creep that's up right. on you. So you have to eat before you got there. Yep. Right. So yep. you're full. You yep. got something. Okay. And then for every alcoholic drink you have, you should have a seltzer. It's going to help you be hydrated. Yeah. And also full. Also, I do a couple of things. Like, if I get to the party, maybe I'm not going to start drinking until 8 if the party started at So, wait a second. Wait a second. So, don't get there. You know, you get there, go to the cocktail hour. That's another thing. You pre-party. Pre-party is a different story. I can't. That's it. So, you you want to really say to yourself, okay, I'm going to set limits. Also, maybe a drink that isn't your favorite. So, I think this is really interesting. It's something that you like, but then you're just kind of sipping on it. Yes. And you're not going nuts. So, you're not going nuts. So, you know, maybe you don't like whiskey that much. So, you put ice in it and you're oh, sipping it. And just kind of... And, and, then, and then you have... I mean, it's not horrible, but so, yeah. it's just not something where you're just going to... That's right. Because the wine can just yeah. go. Okay. So, All Vanessa, right. let's just assume we haven't paid any attention. You do, yeah, you don't... Okay. We, we, we kind of yes. blew through everything. <laughs> had a platter of pigs in a blanket. You're stuffed. <laughs> it's stuff. What do you do now? Okay. So, so if you feel kind of not so great the next day and you feel pretty bloated, you can have dandelion tea. Oh, that I've is never a heard of you. natural diuretic. You can also just have dandelion greens. They're pretty bitter, but is it, it does work. Bitter? Is this bitter? No, it's not bitter. It tastes good. Put some lemon juice in it. That'll be okay. You can also do cucumbers. Mm-hmm. You could do lemon. You could do celery. Those are all natural diuretics. It tastes like soap, but it's good. <laughs> it tastes like we'll soap. Just put a little bit of honey in it. It's not as harsh as like green tea. That's right. Probably. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so these are ways, asparagus, these are just ways for you to feel, to deploat, feel better, and just go on about your And then what about Getting back on your on every, track because a lot of times this happens and you say, "Oh, what the heck? I've blown it. I may as well just go hot yes. oil." Yeah. So think about your everything in an aggregate. So you have thirty five chances a week to uh-huh. meet your goals, and so every meal is a new chance. Okay. So just forget about it. You had a good time. It was the holidays. You enjoyed with your friends yeah. and your family. Not, get back not up all again. is lost. Okay. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. good. Very good, yeah, good tips. Very helpful. Who For knew? more holiday nutrition tips, head to today.com/slash help. I'm over here trying to drink all the dandelion. <laughs> All right, coming up, Ethan Hawke is live in Studio 1A. We're going to find out about his intense new movie with an all-star cast. We'll be right back. (laughs) When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed our 
our next guest is a Hollywood force to be reckoned with. Ethan Hawke's breakthrough performance came in 1989 in the classic film Dead Poets Society. Well, he went on to win, uh, to earn four Oscar nominations, including one for Best Supporting Actor for oh, his yeah. role mm-hmm. in the hit film Training Day. Oh, yeah. Well, now Ethan Hawke is starring alongside Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali in the apocalyptic thriller Leave the World Behind. So Ethan plays Clay, the family patriarch. After renting a luxury vacation home, they are confronted by two strangers bearing news of a cyber attack. Clay heads into town to figure out what's going on, but is startled by what happens along the way. Welcome back. So, I mean, you, I read that you actually say that this movie is potentially a siren, a warning call. Even What do you mean by that? Well, it's just, it's a beautiful book and that, that the film is based on. And it's kind of paints a portrait of a society that's half asleep and not paying attention to the signs that they're seeing. And it's easy for us to relate to it. You know, yes. the, uh, Everybody lost in their phones. You take their phones away from them. They don't know who they are, yeah, you know, sure. and mm-hmm. with a sense of community that gets lost, uh, knowing how our lives work and how our lives operate mm-hmm. and uh, a whole culture that's oriented around being entertained. Yeah. What happens if you take that away? That's so good. It's yeah. so intriguing. Can we talk about this all-star cast? I mean, you were yeah. with, I mean, you have Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, Kevin Bacon. I mean, what was it like? You're working with a team of legends, if you will. And yourself, exactly. You're right. Yeah, but you don't feel like that when it's you, because you're just kind of looking like, wow, that's Julia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, Is there a difference in? Do you feel this level of excellence when you guys are all, you know, when you're in it? Well, first of all, it's why you take the job because you want to be surrounded by excellence. It's Mm -hmm. like you guys, you want to be a part of something that works at a high level and makes you your best. So Mm -hmm. there's that's good. The downside is, I think sometimes people put a lot of pressure on themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, You know. If you, if people perceive you as yeah. being excellent, you can put a lot of pressure on yeah. yourself yes. to try to like, yeah. and that. that can ruin a sense of playfulness. Yes, um, where you're not willing to make mistakes. Mm. One of the things I really like about Julia and Mahershala is they're just both so good at their job, and they're really honest people. And I, I liked being on the set with them because so cool. you could just admit that, yeah. and then everybody starts to play again. That's mm-hmm. good. Well, being good at your job must run in the genes because your two kids, Maya and Levon, both actors themselves. Mm-hmm. You actually just directed Maya mm-hmm. in Wildcats. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is it true That's that she great. actually tried, uh, attempted to call you Ethan on set? <laughs> well, you have to understand uh, the the movie was it was really her idea. She came to me with this passion. She had a passion for this American author, Flannery O'Connor. And she knew that I too had the same. She's like, we should make a movie about mm. that. I was like, we should. Um, she did experiment with calling me <laughs> Ethan on set. Cause she thought it sounded more professional. You <laughs> <laughs> think, Hey dad, I think they're at Thanksgiving dinner yeah. <laughs> working, but it, I think it lasted a couple hours. That's funny. Uh-huh. And then it went back to dad. How yeah. is it working together? Can you separate, you know, being dad, from being a director? I, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up with this young person. I've watched her turn into the artist that she mm-hmm. is. And that's kind of our safe place. You know, if, mm. if you did, you find us at Christmas time, we could be bickering a yeah, lot. Sure. But talking about art, talking yeah. about movies, that's talking cool. about music, that's the place where I really connect with that's her. special. Yeah, and you're a proud dad. And in fact, you've kind of le- leaned into the the nepo thing. This whole the nepo. Well, I dad. feel sorry for this generation that this word has somehow turned into it's a being a der- derisive when it's the history of mankind. The mm-hmm. apple doesn't fall from far from the tree yeah. is a very mm-hmm. old expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what Deion Sanders says about it, which is uh, 
when he's, he works with his kids, you know, he says, have you seen them play? Yeah. yeah. Or that's all the time. Yeah. 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 Short for nepotism. Yes. Grow, yes. Right. Yeah. Your kids yeah. grow up watching you do something. I love it's it. It's only natural. We're almost out of time, but before you leave us, I mean, you've accomplished so much in your career. I was reading this morning. I didn't know this. The one thing you have been vocal about is your desire to be in a Star Wars film. Yeah, that hasn't worked. <laughs> is that- I've said it on every talk really? show. Oh, and I'm thinking I'm going to get it How is this Put it out there, but it hasn't helped. Would you go for like a series on Disney Plus? Star Wars? I'll be Obi-Wan best friend. <laughs> Come on. There you go. <laughs> Ethan, I feel like there's, there's time. He's manifesting. Yeah. Come on. I'm Come on, people. Someday I hope to be on the show Talk promoting it, it and, oh. we'll, and we'll show a clip of this moment. Yes. Dreams come Are true. you okay behind a mask? I, I'll do whatever <laughs> they want. Give me a lifesaver. I'll be a bad guy. Oh I'll be God, a good guy. So I don't much. care. All right. Well, to be continued on that, <laughs> uh, Leave the World Behind is in select theaters now and on Netflix this Friday. And Ethan's new Star Wars film will be in theaters soon. <laughs> yeah. Coming up, uh, we are entering the heart of the holidays, folks. So this morning, we're going to reflect on faith and reflect on the true meaning of the season, regardless of your faith. And then later, we're going to celebrate the start of Hanukkah with a, a bit of a purple spin on traditional latkes. Mm. Third hour of today, right back after this. We all know the holidays can be a hectic time, stressful for some. So this morning... We are taking a moment to reflect on faith and love. With us now is Rabbi uh, Rachel of uh, AIM, excuse me, of the Sutton Place Synagogue, and the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, Senior Minister of Public and Public Theologian of Middle Church, both here in New York. We're so happy that you guys are both with us this morning. Um, Rabbi AIM, let me start with you. Hanukkah starts um, tomorrow at sundown. I think I don't want to take for granted that people know the true meaning of the holiday. Well, there are a number of meanings. Most important, it's a holiday about the miracle, a miracle that light can prevail, that um, when things are down, we can come back. And the original story is that the Maccabees had to fight um, to be able to live as Jews in the land of Israel thousands of years ago. And that's something that we are constantly thinking about today. But this idea that we keep our faith strong, um, despite how dark it is, and we light lights each night, even more each night, shows how we can light up the darkness. Mm. And, and Reverend Jackie, what are the similarities between Christmas and Hanukkah? What can we find that Venn diagram, that overlap? Thank you so much for that. Well, the first thing is that the Jesus that we celebrate coming into the world is Jewish. So this is his story also. Um, I think this idea, though, of light breaking into the darkness, one of our Christian texts says, the light that was the light of the whole world came into existence and the darkness can't overcome it. So we believe that light is God enfleshed in this little baby, this Jewish baby born in Palestine. There's a lot of overlap about hope and light in the midst of darkness. So important. And this is, it's also important for, it's a time when families should be coming together. So tell us about reconciliation and Mm. how we should kind of put that into play this time of year. Sure. Well, I think also in our weekly Torah reading, we're also in the midst of reading about families and reconciliation, Jacob and Joseph and the brothers and everything going on that we know the family drama goes back thousands of years, Mm. but we always have the opportunity to come together. And I think right now, especially with what's going on in the world, um, sitting together as families and as communities and talking about that um, is crucial because we can't be alone right now. Mm -hmm. Reverend Jackie, the rabbis alluded to it. There is so much happening in the world, especially when we look at what's going on in the Middle East right now. In these times, how do we go about finding peace, finding Mm -hmm. calm? I think love is the key. 
love, not mammy-pammy love, a kind of fierce love that understands sacrifice, understands forgiveness, the kind of love that we say is in the manger, this love that um, wants to see the other and see ourselves connected to the other, that we're all inextricably connected, that when there's a thirsty child in Israel, Palestine, or Michigan, yeah. our folks are parched. Mm. I think it's the kind of love that will draw us into community and actually really heal the world. An empathetic love. It sounds Absolutely. like that's what you're describing. Absolutely. And what about for, love? for people who are, let's say, maybe watching this morning who may be in the midst of a storm? How do you find joy in a storm? You find joy by looking out for those rainbows that you know that um, a rainbow can emerge. And the rainbow in the Torah is a symbol of hope, the idea that the world won't fully be destroyed again. So as dark as those storm waters feel right now, uh, we have to hold out hope that things will get better. But we have to work at it. It's, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, Rabbi, right now, as Craig alluded to, you know, we've got things going on in the Middle East and, you know, we want to be allies. You know, I mean, remember during uh, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, uh, friends of mine who weren't black called, checking on them. How do you reach out to our Jewish friends while you feel empathy for civilian casualties in, in, in Gaza, but you also obviously care about what's happening in, in Israel. As well. I How do you so do? appreciate that question. Um, I, too, feel empathy for civilian lives in Gaza. Mm-hmm. We're all under the terror of Hamas. So thank you for saying that. Um, I, I need people to reach out. I need people to say, how are you? The first thing Jackie asked me was, Rachel, how are you? I need people to speak up for the women who have been raped and who have been silenced because um, silencing voices is be, is like a double victimization. So um, even being asked that question means so much this morning. Thank you. Reverend Jackie, I want to ask you this question as well, Rabbi, but Reverend Jackie, first to you. Yeah. What's, your, what's your prayer for this holiday season? My prayer is for peace. Mm that every child, every senior, every adult, all the people living all around the globe in places of conflict and tension, but especially right now in the Holy Land, my prayer is for peace that surpasses understanding, that starts from within and ripples out into our communities. My prayer is that the hostages get released and come home and can be able to celebrate the holidays with their families and that for those whose lives have been tormented by this can find the peace and understanding that they need. All right, Rabbi Ayn and Reverend Jackie, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, Coming up in celebration of Hanukkah tomorrow night, we are making latkes in today's food, but this time we're trying them with a colorful twist. Mm. We'll be right back. As we mentioned, tomorrow is the first night of Hanukkah, and we're going to celebrate the holiday in delicious fashion by putting a spin on the traditional Hanukkah latkes. Here to show us how is executive chef of Chiamo, Chiamo, Hillary Sterling. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. Thank you. We are so thrilled to have you. And you're going to put a little spin on this. You've got a a purple sweet potato. Why why do you like this? Uh, Purple sweet potatoes are a little bit drier, a little bit starchier, and they they're also really, really great for you. Um, mm. High in antioxidants and potassium. Um, and they just provide a great vehicle and also great for making purple sweet potato things that kids will eat. Mm-hmm. Kids and, like to eat um, with their and, eyes. And so they absorb everything. For folks who don't know what a latke is, what's a latke? Um, traditionally, it's used potatoes, onions, mm-hmm. eggs. We are adding some cheese and chicken fat to it, mm-hmm. um, which fat. makes this recipe not kosher for mm-hmm. most, but we can always remove that chicken fat and uh, keep with the uh, kosher um, sweet uh, latkes. So how do we get started? Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to grate 
all your things on a large grater. Mm-hmm. So we're going the hardest part of this the hardest home. part and yeah. the most labor intensive. Mm-hmm. And just go right into your onion afterwards. Uh-huh. And then we're going to take um, one of our pecorinos, uh, Toscana, which is a softer, 30-day aged. Oh. Um, and you can do okay. that right on that large grind as well. Okay. So mm-hmm. no need to wash anything in between. Okay. Um, and then we're going to move over and we're going to drain it. Because ah. why is moisture bad in this recipe? Moisture is bad because it won't fry and it won't ah. get crispy. Oh. And the best part about latkes is the crispy. The crispy. <laughs> so we're going to just drain out those onions. The sweet potatoes don't have a lot of moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, but the onions yeah. really, really do. Wow, okay. look at that. Is there a way to tell whether whether your mixture has too much water in it? Or? Um, absolutely. If if you have too much moisture in there, you're going to notice it and it's not going to come together. They're mm-hmm. not going to form okay. those oh, beautiful okay. cakes. And if that happens, we do have some additional rice flour or cornstarch or AP flour mm-hmm. that you can use just to, to fix that this in, is a, so in good. a pinch. So now so you've got everything. Grits. So now we have our onions and sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. We're going to take some two eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, chicken fat, which hmm. again, Maybe if you, you just get chicken fat, um, <laughs> ask your butcher or okay, in the store right. also. Okay. Um, and that's then the chicken nicely. That's the, <laughs> the chicken will give you some. Wow, you're on a roll. <laughs> you like that one. <laughs> and then we're going to add a touch of Calabrian chili paste here. Ooh, so a little spice. A little spice. This is, so do you taste the spice? I can't wait to try this. I know. I'm very excited. It's so I'm like, and then this is our Pecorino Toscana, mm-hmm. which adds uh, a tang. I've never tried that. That's a really good latke. Um, Sometimes latkes are, are, are bland. That is good. Yeah. And then a this pecorino is... romano. Well, look at all the flavor pack. that's going yeah. mm-hmm. And then you mix, mix that up we're together. We're going to mix it. Just a touch of salt, too, just, okay. just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to mix that up. Right. Hillary, where do you... I mean, I, this seems like a simple question, but I just don't remember seeing purple sweet potatoes. I, am I, have I just I not been looking look. for them? You have to go to a grocery store. Yeah. CVS. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man. Uh, no, honestly, so... I'm being completely honest. My kids do sweet potato fries a lot. Like, it's um, the one thing I can count on. And I've great. never seen purple... You're right. Maybe I just have a look. You can look yeah. in the grocery store. There's a company that um, makes them in the United States. And mm-hmm. also, you'll find them in Asia. Um, Hawaii is a large producer mm-hmm. of sweet potatoes, purple sweet potatoes. All right. Okay. And then so we'll, we'll, and then we're scooping into the oil. Okay. Mm-hmm. What kind of oil do you like to use? Uh, I use um, extra virgin olive oil most oh, okay. of the time to cook, especially in the restaurants. Um, I, pre- I think it provides a great flavor. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. And That's that crispiness. So the second you put and that in there. We're going to caramelize those onions and those sweet potatoes in there. This and how long will you cook it on uh, each About side? three to four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, on, each gauging on each side. Okay. Uh, I can never decide between applesauce or sour cream. What do you like? Um, I am all the way um, sour cream. Sour, sour cream. cream. Yeah. Yeah. So you try this. Okay. Um, just, and if you want to really dress this up for a great holiday oh. party, we do add some caviar mm-hmm. in my house on there. Ooh. Well. Oh, okay, wow. Well done. This is, look, this is just happy We have plates. happy plates. Look, there's nothing on our plate. That's amazing. Well done, Jeff. A little sweet, a little salty. This wow, fantastic. this is delicious. Kind of like you, Al. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Very much so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hillary, thanks so much. Thank you, uh, you can get this. <laughs> See? Straddle down. God, don't like <laughs> ugly. <laughs> you can get this recipe and save it for later by signing up for a Today account with the QR code or head to today.com slash food. so good. It's just so good. I know. Yeah. All right. Come right back. I mean, seriously, I... Before we get out of here, we want to celebrate this guy, Mr. Roker. Al made the Route 100 list of the most influential black Americans. The list celebrates influencers, activists, thought leaders who have significantly... I've never had a thought. That's not... Oh, please. Significantly impacting uh, pop culture and culture in general. By the way, we should also note, um, higher on that list, his much, much better half, Deborah Roberts, on the list as well. You guys are having a great season. Yeah, you guys are. They attended the Route 100 event over at the iconic Apollo Theater last night. 
So congrats. Congratulations. I'm just happy to be anywhere after last year. Stop. <laughs> I was quite so humble about it. You and are. I don't think you really appreciate how much impact you have on so many people. Well, yeah. that's awfully nice. Such a trouble. We're so honored to sit by you. Every oh, day. stop it. Uh, coming up tomorrow on the third hour. You should hour. hear what they say in the commercial. <laughs> the third hour today. Uh, Tony Shalhoub is live I in can't Studio wait. 1A. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna. Face off in a holiday edition of The Great Debate. I wonder what that is. Yeah. I'm going to go bask in your presence now. Let's just stand here. Your glow, your aura. Top 100. Top 100. Bye bye.